For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business, doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be. And I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. Oh, I can feel the like buzzy energy (laughs) already beginning. This is a podcast episode that I kind of committed externally to you all on Instagram last week and to myself that I really knew it would be important for me to continue unpacking and processing all that happened last week. And man, I can feel already how powerful this is. So I hope that you feel it as we move through it. I will not be surprised. I'm open. I'm just putting that out there. I am open to any emotions, any thoughts, perspective, any wisdom that may come up during this podcast episode and in the process of recording this. So here we go. So last week, I had two very, very major days filled with really connecting with my inner child. I mean, honestly, it was like this invitation to like open up these deep, deep parts of me. Like, you know, one of the events that unfolded, which I'll tell you about, was this really young version of me. I'm probably like four or five years old. And then there was another event that happened the next day that connected into with this like trauma that happened for me at around 16, somewhere around there. I've done a lot of work to move that energy and to heal it and to kind of bring, oh, just like deep, deep healing and gratitude to it. But I can feel that it still is tender and there's still probably more layers that need to be shifted and cleared and healed. And I expect that some of that is me just kind of telling the story today here with you and verbalizing some of this, that there is probably healing for me in this. So thank you for being on the receiving end of this and for hearing and being a witness to my inner child and the versions of her that, yeah, <laughs> I'm already going to cry, that need to be witnessed and that need to feel seen and heard and known and validated. So with misty eyes already, here we go. I want to start by just beginning to tell you kind of what was happening for me. David and I have been doing a lot of work together over the years of really shifting or kind of retraining our brains, like reimagining the kind of world that we want to live in when it comes to money specifically. There's no, I don't know, it shouldn't be a big surprise or or maybe it is, I don't know, that I have now these like free money meditations on my website. You can go check it out if you wanted to download it, elizabeth-marks, M-A-R-X.com, as well as like money magnet 
bundles, you know, like actual like coursework and programs now that you can purchase because of all of the years of this like money reprogramming work that I've been doing of this really like subconscious level, uh, just like letting go of these beliefs that were just handed to me or or beliefs that, that formed for me in my life in what I witnessed in the world around me. Coming from a place of, of a lot of poverty and a lot of scarcity. I just have been committed to doing this work. So anyway, we've been doing a lot of this work over the years and continue to. We're always kind of looking for, I'll speak for myself, that I'm always like looking for like new and deeper levels and layers of like, okay, what's next? And like, how can I just bring more abundance, more joy, more pleasure, more enjoyment? Like, I just want to enjoy this life fully. I want to rid myself of all of the things that keep me from that like pure delight version of experiencing life. I just am, the more I do this work, the more I'm holding the belief that like life doesn't have to be hard. You know, that we're handed these stories like life is hard or, oh, that's just how it is. And and that's just not true. It doesn't have to be true for us. It is true for us if we choose that belief because then our subconscious goes to work looking for all the, the supporting beliefs, you know, the supporting evidence of that belief. And then that thought becomes a really deeply rooted belief. So I choose not to believe that. I choose to believe that life is not hard. I choose not to believe that life is hard. And so I've been in this process, in this journey of like retraining my brain to look for things that are positive, you know, to look for things that that are affirming of this belief that life gets to be fun and that the more fun I have, the more money I make and that people buy for me, people give me money just for me being me because I believe this world is full of beautiful humans that have on this soul level, this, this beautiful thing that they need to offer the world. And when we step into that version of us, like that soul level of like this is what I was put on this earth to do, then we should be paid just for being us because who we are and the experiences that we've had are valuable to this world. And so anyway, that's a very long-winded precursor to to this event, but let me just paint the picture for you of this day and this moment, what happened. So I had been doing these sessions with my friend Karen, who was on the podcast recently as well. You can go check out her. She's my energy healer slash therapist slash also business coach at this point too. And I've been meeting with her weekly and clearing a lot of stuff. And you know, a lot of times it'll root right back to money and no surprise. And so I've been feeling really good this day. This was, I think, a Tuesday morning last week and feeling amazing. I was paying my team and, you know, paying all these bills that were coming in for my podcast editor, for Caroline, my studio manager, like paying their bills. And I just noticed that like I was feeling so, I mean, I don't have other words to say other than like high vibrational. Like I felt amazing paying them, which was a really big deal for me because there's such deep-rooted scarcity in my past that even just paying somebody for the time and the services that they've already had like can bring up a lot for me. And I noticed that I was like paying them out of this place of just pure joy and abundance. And it literally gave me delight to pay them and to be like, oh, I am so well supported. I love paying this bill right now. I love seeing this money go out to these people that I care about that are supporting me and serving me and doing so much like beautiful, so much good for me in my business and in my life. And I just am so grateful. And I I literally like noticed that I was thinking that and that I was kind of having that experience and which was also a really cool place to be, you know, just kind of this conscious awareness of like being aware that you're having a certain experience when you're actually in the experience is a pretty cool thing. And so I'm like noticed that 
And I went on to like go make lunch and, you know, stepped away from my computer for a minute. And I came back and I'm pretty sure at this point I probably have ADHD. I mean, I typically have like four or five at least tabs going. And David will (laughs) tease me all the time about like, yo, that's the way you do things. You have to have at least, you know, three things happening at the same time. You can't just focus on one. And so for whatever reason, this idea popped into my brain like, oh, you should log into some Facebook ads. I've been testing some Facebook ads and I've used Team in the past to hired people, a couple different people, to help with it at different points. And at this moment, I am not using any support. It's just me. And I'm working on building some self-trust to be able to trust myself to like test things out and try that again, because it's been a while since I've done that. And I logged in and I looked at Facebook and I... Oh man, I'm like, I don't even know how much detail to give you and how much it really matters. I'll give it all to you. I mean, I'm not trying to like hide anything here. I <laughs> I looked at it and it said, you've hit your daily limit, the billing limit. The billing limit was set to $900. And I was like, uh, excuse me, what? Like yesterday, we were at $100 of ad spend and I'm running like three ads right now, testing them at $10 each. Like there's no way we should be at $900. I was like freaking out, like, wait, what? How did this happen? Like, where did I don't understand? And I logged in, and what I discovered is that the day before I had been attempting to like start to test some different ads, and I was basically cloning old ads and was going to like make some changes and corrections to them, and then was going to test those for some different, like with the tweaks or whatever. And what happened was as I cloned one of them, I thought that it was all in draft mode. I stepped away. I was a little distracted, you know, in the moment. I was kind of on my computer, off my computer, back and forth, trying to figure it out. And then just finally decided to just kind of close the computer and like call it a day and head home because I needed to get home by a certain time. In the process of all of that, I had let this ad go, be on, it was on for $400 a day, $400 a day. And it was on for a day and a half and I didn't even realize it. Here's the kicker. It wasn't even working. Like it wasn't even properly set up on the back end. Like what the ad was driving traffic to was not even properly activated. It's really technical. Otherwise, I wouldn't get into all of it. But but there was like these three different systems that all talked to each other, and none of that was set up because we weren't planning to run those ads. And I had zero plan to run those ads. I was just testing to kind of pull some of that data up, the old data, and somehow in the process of that, I hit go. I don't even know how it happened. Here's what I noticed happen by any standards. Anybody listening, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably like freaking out too, right? Like, wait, what? You just like spent $900 that you weren't planning on spending for something that's not even going to help your business? Like, it's not even going to be beneficial to you or your business? Like, holy crap, that's a really big deal. And that must have been so frustrating and, you know, yada, yada, whatever the version is. For me, what happened in that moment was a complete pattern. I mean, falling right back into this old version of me that was just full of shame, of self-shaming, like of being my worst critic, my own worst critic, like being really mean to myself. Like all of these old beliefs, all of these things that started to spiral in my mind of like, see, you did it again. See, even when you have a lot of money, see, even when you are in abundance, you end up screwing it up. You find ways to throw the money out the window. You find ways to ruin this. Really like a ton of just these horrible negative thoughts that were just mean. 
And I spun out. I mean, I was in my head and in my feels and just freaking out. Like, how am I going to do this? I became scared to tell David about it, which is an interesting pattern too. Very childlike behavior, right? Like I was scared to tell my partner of something I had done. Like the child is scared to tell their parent that they screwed something up, right? I was kind of like noticing what was happening, but also didn't know how to get out of it. I decided to go to the office because I had another meeting coming up and I was like, maybe even on the way I can like listen to a meditation or something and try to help calm myself down. Like I had been doing this program that was all about manifestation that I'm still currently in and working through. And we had just been talking about these kind of inner child and the ego tamer is what she called it. In this particular program, she talks a lot about the ego being kind of like the inner child. I mean, I would describe it more as inner child probably. I'm starting to use them a little more interchangeably. But what she had taught me through this coursework that I've been listening to in the week prior, the question was basically, how do you know the difference between if something is your higher self, if it's this really beautiful gift of like protection or warning or, you know, kind of internal guidance, this intuition, or when it's your inner child or your ego trying to self-sabotage? Like, how do you know the difference? And she had described the energy in which you have the experience and the energy in which something comes up is a really, really great indicator. And so I had kind of heard that and kind of tucked it away. And my own ego was kind of like, I already know all this, like whatever, which is, I mean, just laughable. So in the moment I noticed, I was like, oh, this has that like really panicky energy. Like it had very like, (gasps) like everything's wrong right now. We got to fix it. We don't know. We got to hurry. We got to figure this out. We got to figure this out. Ah, Like very, very panicky energy behind it. Like what was happening when I noticed that I immediately kind of paused and was like, okay, this is a pattern. This is my inner child. This is my ego freaking out, trying to warn me of something my higher self probably wouldn't be freaking out right now which let me just pause that and say, I know that my higher self wouldn't be freaking out. What do I mean by higher self? It's this like future version of me that already has everything that I want. And I even have evidence in the past of versions of me that had plenty of money, like loads of money that just dropped into my bank account. And $900 ad spend would not have been a big deal. It would have been like, okay, well, we learned and we're going to move on. And we're going to trust that somehow this is not just happening to me, it's somehow happening for me. And that I think is a big shift that I am trying to make in my own perspective in the way that I see the world, the way that I see experiences that are happening is like even the hard things, like this is not just happening to me, not putting myself in victim mode here and believing that this is happening for me. This is happening for me and my highest good. This is happening maybe so that I can bring healing to this moment. This is happening so that this old pattern, this old version of me gets to experience healing, gets to experience a different way of doing life. This is happening for me so that I can move on and live my best life. I can leave these old patterns behind and this gets to be the moment that that changes, right? So what happened? So the story goes on where I I said goodbye to David and I hopped in the car and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, not really, but I'm not ready to talk about it. Get in the car. He ends up calling me because he wasn't sure if I had the keys to my office where I have this new office that I'm renting and I keep forgetting to bring the keys and it's like 30 minutes away. So he called to make sure that I had it. And he was like, you really don't sound okay. Like what's going on? And I was like, I really don't want to talk about it. And he was like, please, will you please just tell me like, It's not helpful for me to just be here wondering, will you please just tell me? And I just unleashed, (laughs) like 
I mean, I just started sobbing. I told him I just spent all this money and I I feel so bad and I I feel like I screwed up again and I feel like it's probably this like inner child thing. And as soon as I said inner child, I started to like weep even more. And he handled it so beautifully, so graciously, where he was like, it's okay. It's just money. Practice what you preach. Like, money flows abundantly. There is an abundant world out there where there is always enough. There's money everywhere. And that $900 can come right back to us. Like, there is so much available. And he even said, you know what? Because this is like throwing you into scarcity, go buy something luxurious. Like, go spend some money just to, like— show the universe, like, we are not getting stuck and trapped in this, like, internal constriction. We are going to continue being expanded and open to the world. I'm even, like, physically, as I'm saying this, like, feel my body, like, you know, like, contracting and then opening my shoulders up and, like, literally arms wide open to the world. Like, we get to be expanded. We get to be expansive. We get to be open to receiving all of the beauty, all of the good, all of the joy, all of the pleasure, all just amazingness of this life. Like we get to have that. He was trying to say like, do a pattern interrupt, go buy something awesome. So sweet. So I got off the phone with him and I said, thank you. And I knew like that was healing. That part of the conversation was great, but I knew there was still more that needed to be processed. So I put on this ego tamer meditation, this guided meditation while I was driving. And I really kind of worked through some somatic healing. I was shaking in the car, like shaking my arms out as much as I could. Like I was screaming, I was bawling. I oh, I was just letting that inner child freak out, like completely freak out, like letting out all of that emotion. And in this like guided meditation, after I kind of did that and like was doing this like somatic work of like, you know, somatic meaning like letting your body actually feel and experience it and letting the healing come through the body. As I'm having this like release of all these emotions and the shaking and the energy, like moving the energy out, right? Like getting it out of your body. As I'm having this like emotional energetic release from my inner child, I moved into this like guided meditation where I had these like really amazing epiphanies, like this really cool realization that all of this, like so much of the scarcity for me that has been deeply, deeply rooted in my life, ooh, I can feel it, (laughs) has come from that sweet, sweet inner child in me who probably before she could read perceived these realities around her, that there is not enough, that there's a not enough for everyone. There may not be enough for me. And my basic human survival is in question. To get really specific and give you something tangible, one of the memories that came up for me was this memory of Overhearing my mom crying to my dad, I've talked about it openly before, but overhearing my mom talk to my dad crying, saying like, I don't know how we're going to be able to afford to feed them, you know? And I had so many more moments in my life where things like that would happen or we couldn't afford it, you know, 97 cent 
hamburger at McDonald's or whatever. Like there was like so, so, so many. I mean, I had a, you know, mile long tally of all the reasons, all the evidence that the world is not abundant, that this world is full of scarcity and there is not enough and there will never be enough. And and the people that do have a lot, they're just greedy and they're just hoarding things because if they could just share a little of what they had with us, then we could all just be fine. Oy, man. I mean, the healing that came through that experience, all because this freaking Facebook ad (laughs) accidentally, or maybe my higher self somehow knew that I needed to spend that. I needed to unintentionally keep that running to trigger all of this so that it can be brought up to be healed. But the healing that I found in that moment was so intensely beautiful. I don't even know if I have words. I mean... The layers of this. I also had this other realization in that same healing session through this like guided meditation where I realized like that is why I tend to overeat sometimes. Anytime I'm feeling even a little bit of scarcity, I tend to overeat. That's why I have the like extra weight around my belly. It's self-protection. I'm carrying extra weight because I am self-protecting. It is quite literally a survival tactic on a very, very root like basic human need level, right? Of like, we need to eat, we need to drink, we need to have protection over our heads, we need to have love. Like these are like basic survival things, right? We all need these as humans. And that child within me was truly just trying to react out of this place of like, but we might die. That's really what the fears root down to is, but we might die, but there may not be enough. But what happens if you spend the money in this way? There won't be enough. And so allowing that inner child to like picture a world where it's completely filled with abundance and there's enough, there's enough not just for me, for my family, but there's enough for everyone in the world and that we all get access to as much of it as we desire just by the beliefs that we hold and by living in this energetic alignment with our soul's desires and callings. Oh, I just brought so much joy. One other funny, like practical thing that was really interesting to me is, you know, over the last probably year or two, I've noticed this behavioral pattern that that happens for me. If any time things start to feel a little tight, and tight for me can look like $8,000 in the bank, it can look like $80,000 in the bank. It really doesn't actually have to do with the number in the bank, which is really interesting for me to explore that as well. But anytime that something was feeling a little bit tight or constricted or or I noticed that, you know, paying somebody or money going out was not feeling good, it was feeling more inward and constrictive instead of expansive, I noticed that anytime I got to a little, even a tiny layer of that, one of the things that I would notice that I would do is go to the grocery store. I would go to the grocery store and I would buy at least $300 worth of groceries. I mean, I'm talking like all the like pleasurable items. I mean, like silly things like little tiny juice boxes for my kids, which I'm still can't even believe that I buy them because I was so anti-juice and sugar and all that for so much of their lives. Or like little, you know, Annie's gummy packs for them for their school lunches. Like things that really feel like 
decadent to me, things that I was never allowed to have as a kid. You know, we just didn't have the financial ability. I'll go and buy like loads of things like that, things that we don't need. Like we could totally get by with $100 worth of groceries, but I will just go and like spend all this money. And I've just noticed it over the last couple of years. Like, man, I seem to just always either order groceries or we'll go buy groceries. Anytime things feel even a little bit tight, that's one of the first things that I'll do. And in this moment where all this came up because of the Facebook ad, I had this moment of like, like, whoa, it's all so connected. It really is all of the scarcity stuff. It really roots down to this basic human need of survival. And I want to call out a couple of things about this story and the healing that has kind of come from this experience last week. Number one, that most of the things that you feel that are not feeling in alignment, not feeling good, not feeling the way you want to in this world are probably rooted to some part of you, some subconscious level of you that holds beliefs that are not supportive of the life that you want to live. That's why it doesn't feel good. The second part of that is that those beliefs First of all, we can change them. That's one part of it. We can totally shift them and change them. But those beliefs are often deeply rooted when you take it and you go down a layer and down another layer. Like, what does that mean? And what does that fear mean? And what does that fear mean? And what do, what's underneath that fear? And you go down layers and layers and layers, layers under whatever that initial fear is or that initial thought or belief or scarcity is that's coming up. Most of the time, deeply, deeply rooted in the midst of all of that is then I might die. There is the fear of the non-existence of your soul. And so, of course, we end up manifesting these realities around us or having these experiences that feel really intense and feel really big because deep down in us, there's the fear of like, but I might die if I don't have this thing, if I don't make that progress, if I don't get this, if I don't whatever, right? Like, then I might die. That's what it really comes down to. So there's a couple things, a couple things that I wanted to point out. One of the things is that it's not your fault. If you find that you react in certain patterns or behaviors, or you find that, you know, you keep having the same kind of experiences, no matter where you go, or no matter what new job you have, or no matter how you're trying to get your clients and you're shifting the strategy, and then you keep ending up with these clients that just aren't quite right for you, or somehow you end up having clients that don't pay you on time, or I don't know, there's all kinds of things. Like whatever the experiences that you're having, if you notice these patterns, it may root down to some subconscious belief. And that's why I'm so passionate about the work that I do, because in coaching, you can have this outside perspective of somebody that's able to like ask you the right questions and we can begin to dig underneath the layers and kind of see like, oh, maybe that's why I believe that. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that that was there, but yeah, that's totally running the show. Like for instance, in this Facebook ad moment, I was writing this high right before it, right? Like believing the world is abundant. It feels so amazing to be paying my people. Like, oh, it just feels so good. There's enough and there always will be. And money's always flowing towards me. And I'm a money magnet and, you know, holding on to these just beautiful beliefs, just feeling amazing. And then the child version of me that had these wounds from her childhood that lives within me 
was like, hey, 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 whoa, uh uh-uh, that's not safe. We have to protect you. Like, we got to keep you safe. And so when I saw that Facebook ad, ad spend come up, all of a sudden she rose right up to the surface to try to protect me, to try to keep me safe and was like, whoa, hold on. We have to freak out right now because this is not okay. We got to keep you safe. The other thing that I really wanted to call attention to is the energy in which I was experiencing that. The thought or the belief, the energy that like when you're having an emotional response, when you're noticing that there's this internal dialogue or this internal freak out, this this kind of process unfolding within you, even if it's not, you know, bursting into tears and, and melting down like I did, even if it's like a quieter version, that you can just pause and notice the energy that you're having it? Is it coming from this like frantic, panicky place? And if so, then it's probably your inner child or your ego. The intuitive parts of us or even the higher self versions of us, you know, I do sometimes in my coaching work, we'll do this like guided meditation or visualization where we we kind of imagine the future version of ourselves and ask them like, what wisdom do they have to get us from where they are, where they have everything that we're desiring to where we are? Like, is there any wisdom that we need to know or anything we need to know about what choices to make or programs that we need to offer or freebies we need to put out there, opt-ins or clients we need anything? Like, is there any wisdom that they have for us? That version, the way that they move in the world and the way that they speak to us is so calm. It is so grounded. It is so peaceful. It may still even be warning you of something, but it will not be coming from that frantic, panicky energy. Your intuition, your higher self will not be guiding you from a panicky, frantic energy. It will be calm and smooth and grounded and peaceful. And noticing the difference of what the experience is that you're having and what kind of energy it's coming from, whether it's that frantic-y, panicky energy or the calm one, can give you such great intel into what's actually happening, what part of you, what version of you is, is trying to speak up, is trying to come up and take center stage. And when you have those moments where you notice that your inner child is freaking out, the best advice I can give you is to get into a safe space, whether that's your car, driving out into the middle of nowhere, into a field, screaming into a pillow in your closet, wherever it might be, get it out. Let that inner child version of you freak out. Like go nuts. Like get it all out. Like trust your body. Your body will only take you as far as it is safe to go today. Always. That is always true 100% of the time. You will know how far it is safe to go and how big your expression gets to be. But letting that out of your body, of your consciousness, of your soul, like letting that out, that release, makes space for you to receive so much more. It is part of the healing process. It is an essential part of the healing process. A lot of people will talk about shadow work. That is kind of that underbelly, the shadow work, the part that, you know, you don't go, oh, you know what I feel like doing today? I feel like triggering my inner child and having a freaking meltdown and and losing it on my husband. And no, nobody are screaming in my car and looking like an idiot, shaking and like snot dripping everywhere, whatever. Like nobody's like, oh, that sounds like fun today. And that's why we call it shadow work. 
But what's on the other side of that, when those moments happen, and they're not something that we need to go seek out and pursue, our job is just to notice, to notice as things come up, notice what kind of energy they're coming up in, and is there some version of us, some part of us, some experience we had, whether consciously or unconsciously, like maybe we had something happen, we don't even have conscious awareness of that, but just trusting that your body, your subconscious that lives in this body too, and is running 95% of the everyday actions that you have, your subconscious will bring it up so that it can move out of your body and let healing happen, if you will allow it. So when you have that happen and you notice that it's coming from this frantic, panicky energy, if you can give that part of you space to let out the full expression of who they are, of what their fears are, you can even thank them for being there, thank them for trying to protect you and keep you safe. And then let them know that they are welcome to be on this journey with you. You are not in conflict with them. They get to be on this journey with you. They just get to take the back seat because this like higher self version of you that has so much wisdom and power and knowledge that can see into the future, really. Like it's almost like this future version of you that can give you wisdom. It's a beautiful, weird, wild thing that can happen in these meditations. But that part of you gets to take the lead and gets to make the calls on how you run your business, the way that you live your life, and the choices that you make every day. I hope you find this helpful. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to hear if you had a a takeaway. I would love for you to share it with a friend too. I'm on a mission. I would love to help as many creative entrepreneurs realize that there is a way of building a beautiful, profitable, sustainable business and a life filled with ease and pleasure and joy and relaxation that we don't have to hustle hard and work insane hours, that we get to just innately be worthy and deserving and charge what we need to live a beautiful, abundant life. So share it with a friend and shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you thought. Until next week. If you're looking for more, you can find me at elizabeth-marks.com, elizabeth-marx.com, or find me on Instagram at elizabethmarks.coaching. Remember, you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist. <laughs>